The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Uh, today, the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, announced plans uh, for community safety wardens to be deployed in Dublin city centre. This in response, of course, uh, to some high profile incidents uh, in recent weeks. And while we're here in Limerick, it, it's an opportune time to talk about it because uh, Limerick, um, for all the success in, in recent times, there was a period a few years ago, and John Moore touched on this as well, where it was kind of synonymous with crime in many people's minds anyway, but no longer. So maybe there's lessons for Helen McEntee and those in power uh, when they look here to the Midwest. So John Gilligan is with me. He is a former mayor of uh, Limerick. John, it's good to see you. Good afternoon. And thanks a million for, for, for joining us uh, here in the rugby experience. So listen, first of all, in terms of this plan, community safety wardens on the streets. No what idea think? what they're talking about. Somebody wants to try and reinvent the wheel again. If you don't want to do anything positive, you come up with something absolutely ridiculous and hope you get away with it. Now, the people of Dublin are not going to get away with it. What they actually need is what we needed down here. When we were speaking about having a huge redevelopment of of Limerick City, you know, with the regeneration programme, and the people, you know, we sat down and we took a look in the various different communities of what was necessary, what did we need, and how were we actually going to do it. We didn't want to just come another talking shop. But across the four areas, originally there were two, and we extended it to four. But across the four areas, the first thing that came up, as came up with almost everything, like you said, was synonymous with Limerick City, was the whole things of crime. Mm. You are not going to regenerate an area. What does regenerate mean? You want to improve the lives of people. You can't improve the lives of people if they're living in fear. And if they're living in fear of scumbags driving around with machine guns and cars, you know, that's got to go first. So we said we are not doing anything. And I, I was delighted, like, you know, the stand we took. We said, look, take it away if you're not going to do it. We need 100 cops, not two, not three, and we don't want them promised. We want them here on the streets. Then we'll start. So we started, you know, up from that basis. And it went from that basis. Now, the, the thing about the guards were, was, was vitally important because you must remember, you know, and I come from a similar area, most of the people there have never even spoken to a guard unless, of course, they were helping with these inquiries. You know, there was a small number of that, but mm. they didn't know what a guard looked like. Well, they did, you know, but a guard was always, well, that's bad news for somebody, you know. And so we had to sit down and basically try and reinvent how we were doing police in Ireland. And we were doing very badly with it. Uh, so, so, I mean, are you talking about then the need for community policing? Is that it? Well, we had, uh, you know, when we wanted 100 guards, the, there were some of the guards now, what, they had to be the hardcore guys. These had to take on... You well, know, yeah, you the, mentioned the, guys the, with machine guns. So you, yeah. you had kind of Collipies, Keynes, McCarthy's, Dundons, well, everyone knows the names. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you, you had to deal with that problem. Yes, that, you, that's the one problem you had to deal with. The second one, like I, I said, most people in these areas had never spoken to a guard. No, none of them had ever had a point with a guard. None of them had any kind of reaction or interaction with a guard. They were always just simply problems. So then you had to try and build up a second layer. You had to build up a community policing... Mm. And, and so that they would come out now. And policing, by the way, doesn't involve just simply sitting in a squad car and driving around the area and they saw nobody and nobody saw them kind of thing. You know, that wasn't happened. You had to bring Gardaí in, like me, you know, and you had to try and keep them there. You know, that they weren't simply, you had one community guard one week and then two others the following week. And some of them were very, very effective. Yeah. You know, it meant, like me, you know, that the Gardaí were not the enemy. 
and it doesn't, you know, it, yeah. it, more than that, like, I mean, you know, uh, that, that was very, very big and very important, and it worked. Yeah, how, uh, how long did it take for that to work? Oh, it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. It's not going to happen overnight. You're talking about two, three, four years before things like that happen, before an attitude of the state towards the people that they are ruling or running or ruining or doing whatever they're doing with them. And it's the people of the, you know, for, who know for far too long that the only thing they're going to get from the state is get walked on. So you have to change attitudes yeah. on both sides. And, but it happens and it works. And then, of course, the banks some mislaid something like 86 billion euros and the entire thing fell flat in its face. Well, yes, we, we, we yes. can talk about regeneration all day long, but... Um, it, it, uh, that, that, that attitude to, to people, I mean, that attitude then, obviously, you, you think it existed from those in authority to people in parts of Limerick. Do you see that kind of mirrored now in, in Dublin when people talk about different areas of the inner city? They do, yeah. And, and it's very strange. You know, we had uh, at a lower level like I mean, than that, you know, this thing of, yeah, there's something wrong with the, the inner city. There isn't. There's something wrong, like, I mean, you know, if the communities there are not being supported. You know, that, that's what's happening, like, I mean, you know, there are, I assume, like, if else, most of the people in the Dublin inner city areas, is that they're basically decent people. They're not involved in criminality. They're not involved in crime. Now, obviously, like, I mean, where you come to a severely disadvantaged area, people get, you know, sucked along or even swept along, you know, down particular roads. Because for the simple thing is that they see no hope anyplace else. Mm. And we have removed hope from them. And we've told them, like, I mean, you're a hopeless case, you're not going to work anywhere. You know, and they're not somebody that's going to be there that should be prodded or examined or let's have a, you know, a big, some kind of, you know, a professor come down and explain, like, what's wrong. They know what's wrong. These are people who haven't worked. There's intergenerational unemployment. These are people whose schools, like, I mean, were bad. And, you know, you only have to take a look about, you know, what's happened basically in schooling. You know, some of the schooling in the inner city areas and areas like that, it wasn't the question of graduating. It was a question of survival in most mm. cases, you know, and it was really, really bad. So all these things have to be looked at and all these things have to change. And, you know, while we, we, we have stressed and we are stressing here because we're speaking about the minister on the whole thing of uh, having guardy you know, solve a particular problem. You know, they can't. And one of the worst things you can remove from anybody is hope. The other side of that is that when the guardy solve, as they say, the yeah. problem, <laughs> and they get what? A hundred young fellas like me, you know, who are half bananas and even half them are on drugs. And we stick them in jail. And we stick them in a prison for two years. And then they're going to come out and they're going to be much better. Well, that works wonderful now, like, <laughs> you know, I have no idea where. You know, the, we yeah. have to take a look at how we do things. You stick 100 guys in prison. You have to sit them down. You have to strain them. Forget about prison, like, you know, punishment. These guys can take punishment, like, when it comes out their ears. Like, yeah. You know, that, that doesn't work. So you have to bring them in. We're going to take a look at what do we need over the next... 10, 5, 10 years like, as part of the redevelopment of Ireland. Okay. Why not bring these guys in? You can sit them down and you can get some of them. Well, you could be a block layer if you really tried. Why not teach them a trade? Or you could be a plumber. 
if yeah. you read it. And you come back out, we have, a bit we of set, we, we've set up a, a scheme, and you're going to get a certificate to say, I spent 12 months as a block layer, as I spent 12 months as a plumber. It gives them hope. Okay. It gives them something to say, I don't want to go back just robbing cars and bugging tourists. Uh, John, a breath of fresh air. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. That's why we went so high up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're up here, high up on the very yeah. top floor of the Beautiful uh, downtown Limerick. Yeah, absolutely amazing views yeah, all the way kind of beyond King John's Castle on one side, uh, uh, all the way up uh, uh, the other direction. Uh, out, yeah, that's out, the other direction. The, 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 towards the sea. What else? What can I see there? The sea is 50 miles away. Yeah, I know. The estuary. <laughs> the estuary. The estuary. John okay. Gilligan, former mayor of Limerick. John, thank, thank you very, very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.